Welcome back, folks, to Shift Enter Podcast. I'm your host, Drew McSalty. We've got Marco Narco with us in the mobile studios again. Going to talk about a scathing letter from a former paramedic that uh, that quit, I think, was it Cleveland EMS? Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland EMS. Going to uh, compare and contrast what went on there and what goes on uh, here at our local. So stand by. Welcome back, folks, to Shift Inner Podcast. I'm your host, Drew McSalty. We've got Marco Narco in here with us today. We're going to talk today about this scathing letter from a paramedic that uh, quit Cleveland EMS, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and she didn't just quit e- the e- Cleveland EMS. She quit altogether, from what I understand, like going to go to a new career, you know, said, I'm done with all of it. I don't think it says how long she's been in EMS in there, but anyway... Going to talk about the conditions uh, that she claims that they have up there, and kind of compare it to what I, what we have where we work. So, the first one, Marco. First one is the working conditions. So her first big thing is talking about the equipment that they have. Don't really come to what to par with other services in the area like auto loaders and Lucas devices. We've got. Lucas, some Lucas devices on like fire engines, and some of the supervisors have them and stuff. But none of our trucks have auto loaders. I mean, we have power cots. We don't have the auto loader because that'd be a bloody fortune to to outfit all of our trucks with them because it's like twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's not cheap. No, it's not cheap at all. Plus, you gotta buy the cot. Right, right. I mean, we've already got the cots, but still, even retrofitting backwards, it would still be a lot of money. So the other thing is, is she talks about under working conditions is apparently their trucks are crap. Well, I don't know if they lack maybe a mechanical service or something, but she says back in June of 2019 with temperatures over 90 degrees that she had no AC in the front cab. I don't know if they ran out of stations or if their system status, but their well, system status. From what I understand, they it, it read on it, it, it says something about like something like a refrigerator at a station was out or something like that so they have somewhere they at least can go kick their feet up how long are they at their station though true i mean but the, the truck said it like had like 300 and something thousand. 370 thousand miles that is ridiculous i mean first off how do you even go sit at a station if you've got trucks that have that many miles on them in cleveland or, i mean it's not like they're going that far out of cleveland yeah. how many freaking calls i mean how many miles a day are they putting on that is crazy and going back to the auto loader thing you're gonna put an auto loader in a truck with 370,000 miles on it you're gonna retrofit that thing no it's that that would be worth more than the truck is yeah uh they said also that she's got to wear that it's required that they wear ballistic vests whenever they go on i guess uh hot scenes like shootings or assaults or something like that well the way it read it sounds like you have to wear it all the time because she talks about sitting in the cab of the truck and it being so hot and having to have her ribs put back into place by a chiropractor and stuff. I don't think my butt, my lord butt can handle sitting in a ballistic vest all shift. You probably could because you get cold. But... It'd, be like a, it'd be like a sweater for me. Yeah, a sweater vest. <laughs> a sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also talks about, in the work, same work conditions, she talks about... Um, 
going to being dispatched to 911 hangups um, and going to be going to calls where apparently a shooting has taken place and the police department's not even been dispatched yet. That sounds like this place. A little, yeah. Pretty that much. that that's dead on with what we deal with, and I'm sure several people out there do as well. You know, going back to the truck issue, 370,000 miles. Of course, our county contract wouldn't allow it, but I don't know of anybody in this area that runs trucks that long, I mean, without replacing them. I mean, that's just, that's a ridiculous amount of miles to put on a truck. Well, per the, if I'm not mistaken, per the state, in our state, you can have a truck with as many miles as you want as long as it's well-maintained. But... The counties know after it gets above two hundred thousand, though you can't resell it. You can't right. sell it and it be relicensed as an ambulance. Right, you can make it into a plumbing, a truck. yeah, plumbing vehicle or a rescue vehicle or something, but it can't be an ambulance that hauls patients. Right. Um. And then after you after you reach two hundred thousand miles, you just run into a lot of problems too. Well, yeah, everything just starts breaking down. I mean, half the plastic crap in it's broke down. From Water seals are gone. Yeah, it leaks, you know. I mean, it's... Yeah, she goes on and talks about how she was on a cardiac arrest and the uh, truck had to get towed in that they were in, uh, which that's kind of ridiculous. Um, then she goes on to talk about low compensation for extremely high responsibilities. So she talks about their starting rate, which uh, in that area... So their paramedics is seventeen forty nine, and with two years of experience, is nineteen eighty one. But apparently, those pay rates are from twenty fifteen, and are awaiting an award by an arbitrator. Does that mean they had to to sue to get a pay raise, or what is that? Mean? I am guessing. Uh, you know, and I don't know what the cost of living in, in in Cleveland is, but you know, that's a. I would say for EMS, that's a decent starting wage. I mean, I'm sure these are 12-hour shifts, but um, but when you go, when you look at like Hobby Lobby and Chick Fil A and all these places paying people 13, 14, 15 dollars an hour to work retail and, and your fast food, 17, 18 bucks an hour doesn't seem like that good of money at that point, you know. So. Is there anything else in the first section there? Uh, well, she does compare her call volume to New Orleans EMS. I've heard that uh, New Orleans is pretty busy. I wonder what the call volume for Cleveland is. I don't think she puts it in the letter. No, she doesn't. And she doesn't put... I want, I want to know how many trucks they have on at one time. Probably should have done some research. <laughs> we suck. We may do a uh, an update at the end of the podcast to tell you what that those stats are. The next thing she talks about is constantly training new employees and the Cleveland Fire Department. Now, the I want, I'm kind of curious about the Cleveland Fire Department because new employees I get because you get a lot of people that come out of school, so they're not used to using those skills every day. But the Cleveland Fire Department, which we know nothing about, so and we're not going to talk bad about them, but I am curious to know how they don't know how to do CPR or plot pads. Yeah, there's got to be. Maybe they don't require everybody to be a first responder and EMT. Maybe you can just be a firefighter. I don't know, but maybe. I know a lot of places. The most of the places around here, you have to have some level of EMS licensure. But and and she says talks about turning on the sirens. Well, I kind of on the on the turning on the sirens part, I can kind of say that if they're on a fire department, they're not really going to be in our trucks. Well, not only that, I remember uh, at a service I used to work at. We would, 
they were allowed to have the fire department drive us in and many a times we would have to tell them how to turn the siren on how to turn the lights on because unless you're the engineer on that engine you don't touch that stuff like the the guy that sit that sits backwards in the back he never touches the switches or anything on the dash so he has no idea how to operate the thing so i kind of understand that one um, then she goes on to talk about the public embarrassment where she goes into the trucks breaking down, the high mileage. Yeah, from the sounds of it, if, you, I mean, if you've got a truck with that many miles on it, it's going to look rough. Oh, yeah. Especially in an area that gets a lot of snow, like Ohio and stuff. Her trucks, the, uh, the doors got stuck at one, doors broke, um, she had a bullet indention, and and then no AC back in June. And you would think, too, being assigned trucks, that they would have a little bit more of uh, ownership on them, you know? Oh, yeah. And then the last thing she talks about is PTSD coverage for everybody, not even, not even just Cleveland EMS, but Cleveland Fire and Cleveland Police. She says the commissioners uh, oppose providing equal PTSD coverage for all of them, which that's a thing around the nation right now. I guess they don't lose sleep when somebody kills themselves over this junk. Well, they're not at, they don't know, probably. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, That's an older employee. Uh, we can hire somebody half that wage. <laughs> That's right. Um, it sounds to me, and I think, and I don't know anything about Cleveland, but it sounds to me like if they're not unionized, they probably should. Yeah, no kidding. That would probably help a lot with their the pay and their working conditions. Is there anything else in that section, or is that the only one? That was the last section. Oh, you didn't tell me. <laughs> oh, my bad. Hey, that's the last section. So, yes, looking back at it, Cleveland <clears throat> seems to have some issues. There's some things that I can totally get on board with, like the miles on the trucks and, um, like, no AC in the front. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but I ain't taking that truck out. No, I ain't doing it. Uh, you, can, you can give me something that's got a working air condition, or you're going to be down a truck, because I don't care. I'm not going to sit there and put, my, put myself in an early grave just because you're too stupid to maintain your vehicles. But on the other hand, they're talking about their starting pay and things. On an average of EMS pay, that's not that bad. I mean, it, yes, it should be better, but, you know, that, that's not horrible pay compared to our area. No, that's not too bad at all. I mean, that's... I would think that's the uh, the national average. See, a lot of the states up well, some of the states up north, especially when their counties are moving to a higher minimum wage in the county right. or the city, so that may be a factor. But averagely, I think that's a hey, yeah, that's another thing to okay. think about. I'm not sure about Ohio, but you know how like Seattle and places that have a fifteen dollar minimum wage, which is foolish because of inflation. But that's another podcast that we don't do. Uh, when you when your minimum wage is like fifteen bucks an hour and you're paying paramedics seventeen, why in the world would you be a paramedic? Right. I mean, because you know the EMTs are making less than that. Yep. And you got uh, nobody wants to go in this field. That's why we're low on the totem pole if people want to go into this field. Because for one, why would you want to run your butt off all day long? People call for the dumbest things now, and there's yep. less people to run the they're in the calls. Yep. And why would you want to get paid nothing? And deal with all the trauma you gotta deal with in life. Mm-hmm. So people don't want to do it. You don't get to the station no more. Nope. You just run your bed off all day. 
Well, that's all we've got on that. We're going to uh, look up some statistics on Cleveland if we can. We'll attach that to the end of the podcast here, so stand by for that. All right, we're back. Narco's got some uh, some statistics on Cleveland, Ohio EMS here. So this is according to the Department of Emergency Medical Services in Cleveland, their website. So they they have about, on an average, 333 professionals. Oh, that's just a weird average, 333. And they run, tw- at, on an average, 25 State-of-the-art advanced life support ambulance. It didn't say what year they were state-of-the-art, though. I mean, yeah. 2007, that may have been state-of-the-art. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> 1985 was probably, you know, state I'm of the sorry, art. I'm sorry, if you want to say we have state-of-the-art trucks, you're probably going to have to have a power load in every one of them. Yeah, and, uh, you know, your air doesn't work. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> air conditionado. This is something back in the 50s we had in vehicles, you know. Uh... uh Annually, they run a hundred and sixteen thousand plus emergency calls. That's a bunch, but I will say that's not as bad to me because we're doing like a little over eighty thousand, and yeah, during the day we'll have you know eighteen, well anywhere from about fifteen to twenty trucks. But at night, we drop down to like six or seven trucks. So, if we had 25 trucks at night, good lord, that'd be awesome. You know what I mean? So, they apparently have 20, 25 trucks during the day and 21 at night. Average. Good night. That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty dang amazing. Jeez, it, this place wouldn't be half bad if we had 21 at night. Yeah, that would uh, not be too shabby. Anyway. Oh, and are, they, just, uh, oh. they just graduated 15 new EMTs and paramedics. Yay! Welcome to the end of your life. <laughs> In two years from now, 14 of them won't work here anymore. <laughs> They'll be working at Walmart. So there's some statistics. Stand by for some shout outs. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. And wait like everyone else. All right, folks, time for some shout-outs this week. want to shout-out to Kevin's podcast show, one of my favorite podcasts. Just happens to be a buddy of mine. He does uh, some funny, witty political banter from a libertarian point of view. Uh, you can check him out on Kevin's podcast show. Everywhere you find podcasts are sold. Also, uh, Derek's Heretics. Hans. You make sure you listen for Hans. Uh, Derek's Heretics is uh, all about everything kind of creepy or weird or alien or you know sci-fi kind of real meets real life kind of stuff conspiracies conspiracies it's really cool stuff uh he's been putting out more episodes here and i know marco really enjoys oh i think it's hilarious he loves it and he loves hans he'll have to listen for hans uh but uh, you can find Derek's heretics everywhere else you can find mine and kevin's podcast show on the Apple, the google play the whole deal spotify spot spot iffy all that stuff iffy the breaker, the bullhorn, your, your brother's iPhone, wherever you get your podcast, surely to goodness you'll find us. So give those guys a, a look, see, 
And until next time, we are out. Take care.